0: Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: This is your White Sox station, Sports Radio 78, WBBM Chicago. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... A. G. Marshall. The term self-made man has in recent years assumed heroic proportions. He or she who make something of themselves, supposedly out of nothing, are the folk heroes of the present. To have made the climb from nowhere to somewhere is regarded as the epitome of accomplishment. The only flaw in the formula is what did he make of himself and how. Generally, what they had to do to get there is far from a noble picture. And this portrait of Theodore Sampson is no exception. Lots of
0: actresses in this town make a very good living without having a husband who runs the studio. I want to build something on my own. Ted has always made me feel I was just a trilby. You mean that trilby? (laughs) Yes, de The girl who could only sing while Svengali conducted... I'm going to prove I'm a star without a Svengali, or die trying.
1: Our mystery drama, That Magic Touch, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by G. Frederick Lewis. It stars Marion Seldes and Michael Tolan. I'll be back shortly with Act One. story, this. It has money, it has murder, proven jealousy, unproven crime, and against that background, there are honest, simple people trying to live the right way, although they have taken the wrong turnings. Let's hear first from Ronald Sampson, an adopted son of a famous Hollywood couple. I'd like to begin this from the beginning, although I, Ronald Sampson, was not there at the start. But my adopted mother and father were... Very much so. It was one of those Hollywood weddings of the 60s. Mother, a beautiful actress, a star at 18, and dad, not much older, a whiz kid producer who had just been given control of a studio and was twice over a millionaire. Teddy, am I all in one piece? I think so, (laughs) Annalie. That was something, getting through that crowd at the church. I know you wanted us to go off to Mexico and tie the knot there without all the hoopla Yes,
0: that's what I wanted
1: Well, it's all over now We really had to do it this way
0: I know, another public appearance to promote another picture It just
1: happened that way Triangle for Two is being released, you're the star And our getting married is a great tie-in Oh, I
0: accept all that, I really do It's part of the picture business It's what you wanted And I love you It's only I would have liked it better if we'd gone home to Beaver Falls and had the wedding in our little wooden church and and afterwards just gone to Mom's for the reception with just a few friends.
1: You'll never again have just a few friends. There are millions of people who think they're your friend. And they love you, too.
0: Yes, and one of them pinched Mother's
1: veil. We'll get another. Oh,
0: it's not the same. Don't you understand? Well, anyway, it's stupid to argue about. I love you and I adore you, and I've got five whole days before I've got to get back to the studio. And who knows? Maybe a year from now I may stop working.
1: Why would you want to do that?
0: Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll be raising a family.
1: Uh, Nurse, will you show it Mrs. Sampson, please? Come in, Annalie. You here, here, sit yourself behind my desk. It's the only comfortable chair in my office. Oh, what about you, Eli? Oh, I'll just walk around. It's easier for me when I have a problem to deal with. Especially when the patient is also a personal friend.
0: And I'm your problem, Eli? Okay, let's have it. What did the test say?
1: Ah, uh, bad luck. How bad? Probably you can never have a child of your own. Never? Well, you know, Anna Lee, that doesn't have to be the end of the world.
0: But well, Ted might think so. He'll be so disappointed. <laughs> I suppose it's wrong for me to say this to you,
1: but... I'd never have taken Ted for a family man. He's so wound up in the picture business.
0: Well, so am I, Eli. I love my career. It's getting better with every picture, but... But never to have a baby of your very own.
1: For a woman, of course it's different. I recognize that. Even a woman who's on her way to becoming a superstar. Oh, sometimes I wish I'd stayed in Beaver Falls with my mother and father and my sister. And had never won that beauty contest at 15. Uh, You're not the only one who's wished you could have stayed the girl next door.
0: And how does the script go then, Eli? Would I have married and had lots of children? What would have happened to me? Mm, Who knows?
1: Maybe you would have become a doctor's wife.
0: But no children. Oh, I'm not unhappy, Eli. I love Ted. I love my work. I'm proud of Ted. Since he's gone independent, they're calling him another Thorberg. He demands the best. He wants his own way. And he usually gets it. Except this
1: one time. Annalie... Maybe you should... Maybe you should think about adopting a child.
0: Adopting?
1: I might be able to help you there.
0: You could. I'll talk to Ted about it tonight.
1: Oh, I'm glad. You'd make a wonderful mother.
0: It's sort of ironical, isn't it, Eli? Everyone's starting to say that Ted Sampson's got that magic touch. But it only seems to work for pictures. (laughs)
1: I was adopted. They named me Ronald. I don't know if I was more sickly than most children, but Dr. Eli Sean seemed to spend a great deal of time at our house. And my adopted father spent a great deal of time at work. Bertie, take a memo to Hell ask. I don't like the candlelight effect on the dungeon scenes of Vampire. They're not scary enough. Got that? Uh, next, memo to Pat Wiley. Mr. Sampson's office.
0: Can I speak to him, Bertie? It's
1: Annalee. Uh, uh, Mr. Sampson, it's your wife on the tie line. Uh, yes, Annalee, what is it?
0: Ronald is sick,
1: Ted. What?
0: I said your child is sick.
1: Well, I heard what you said, Annalee. What's it got to do with me? Call our pediatrician. I have.
0: He's here now.
1: Well, then what do you want from me? I can't do anything about it. Honey, I'm in the middle of five productions and you call me like this? I told you, if that pediatrician doesn't give you a satisfactory answer, call for Eli. He's on the studio payroll anyway. Oh, oh, say, Anna Lee, I think that new book of the year selection, Elizabeth Barrett, would make a doozy of a part for you. It's on the night table, my side. I want you to read it and let me know when I get home so I can put it in the works on Monday. I got better. But the marriage of my adopted parents got worse. Those years when I was a teenager were something I don't want to remember. And when I was 18... Mother had a nervous breakdown Which is when Dr. Eli Sean Began to treat me As an adult uh, Ronald Now that your mother is back from the sanitarium I am want to have a little talk with you Right now, Dr. Sean? Father's coming home soon Don't you want to talk to him? No, I don't You're 18, Ronald And I'm charging you as of now To make sure your mother gets better But what do I do? Well, first of all Do you have any idea what may have caused her breakdown? You mean mother not being able to continue shooting the picture? Uh, I mean more than that. I'm going to take you into my confidence. I've known your mother even before you were adopted, Ronald. But when she was your age, 18, and then when Ted bought up her contract and brought her to his studio... She always says nice things about you, Dr. Sean. Well, we're old friends. Ronald, today your mother is one of the top movie stars in the world. Now, that means total dedication, work, concentration, and the absence of any strains at home. You're saying keep my father away from my mother. I can see you know the score. No, I don't think you can do that. But in a few hours, they do have together evenings or Sundays... You manage to always try me on hand. Would that help? I think so, definitely. Just your presence will make it easier for Anna Lee. I don't think he'd do anything overt to hurt her while you're there. Hurt her? I don't understand. Oh, there are ways insidious, cruel. Hello, Eli. You and Anna Lee got here ahead of me. I had the limousine all set to take me to the sanitarium to bring her home, but Marcy Dallas is giving us problems on location. Hello, Ronald. Hello, Dad. How's the uh, patient, Eli? How is Annalie? Uh, resting. You haven't said anything to her about Marcy Dallas taking over her part in Steeplechase? Uh, no, I haven't. i <laughs> afraid to, actually. You think it might make her worse? It's possible. Eli, I know my wife. She's enough of a pro not to let one picture getting away make any difference to her. She's still one of the top ten box office draws. Eli, you're an old friend. You've kept the studio healthy, but you're still only an M.D., I make the decisions here. And if I decide to tell Lee it's no more pictures for a while, I will. Good morning, Mother. I thought I'd bring you your first breakfast home from the hospital in bed on a tray. I brought mine, too, so we can eat together. Oh,
0: Ronald, what a darling idea. I don't think I'm much up to eating, but you go ahead and have yours. Put it on the table at the foot of the bed. I, um... Didn't have a very restful night last night.
1: I know. I heard.
0: You're a young man of 18 now. I guess these things can't be hidden from you anymore.
1: I wanted to come in and stop it. But I was too chicken.
0: Oh, that shouting last night. He was brutal. That's the only word I know to describe how he ordered me around. My career is over, according to him. I'm unreliable. That's why I've got to get on my feet and... Out of here It wasn't until last night That I realized what Who Drove me over the edge And now I know Oh, now, Mother The only way for me to survive Is to leave your father
1: You said that to him last night oh,
0: yes, I said I'm leaving you, Teddy We need a rest from one another What did he say? What? Didn't you hear? I thought his shouting Could be heard on Beverly Drive He told me where I could go And he was through with the marriage
1: what about your work, your career? Oh,
0: well, lots of actresses in this town make a very good living without having a husband who runs the studio. I'll only feel on solid ground in one piece if I'm away from him. Then I can build something on my own. On your own? Ronald, your adopted father has always tried to make me feel like a trilby.
1: You mean that trilby? Yes.
0: The girl who could only sing while Gali conducted... I'm going to do my darndest to prove I can act without a Svengali. Or die trying.
1: Most of us are familiar with the double duty performed by a grain of sand. On the one hand, one grain can so irritate an oyster as to produce a matchless pearl. On the other, one single grain can destroy sizable machinery. So it is in human relations. It takes only the slightest irritant to grow and grow and irreparably damage a marriage. I shall return shortly with Act Two. As I listen to Annalie trying to extricate herself from what she feels is the bondage of her husband, I am reminded of Queen Catherine, centuries ago, kneeling before Henry VIII, saying, I have been to you a true and humble wife, at all times to your will conformable, but your heart is crammed with arrogance, spleen, and pride. The difference in centuries is that a modern woman does not kneel or beg for what is rightfully hers. Mother and I moved to San Francisco into a narrow little Victorian house three stories high. We lived on the top floor at the head of narrow stairs. Only Dr. Eli Shawn knew where we lived, not even her agent. She was first going to get well, then think about a career. But escape from Theodore Sampson wasn't that easy. Annalee, where are you, top floor I'm
0: coming up. It's your father. How did he find us?
1: Annalee, I know you'll live up there. Is Ronald with you? Annalee, are are you in there? I'd better open it before he breaks it down. Hello, Father. Well... What's going on here? What, what are you two doing Ted, here?
0: Ted, calm down. I told you I was
1: leaving. And there. do you think I'd accept that? You'll have to. I've been giving out all kinds of stories to the press. You went to visit your folks in Beaver Falls. You didn't go to visit your folks. You're, you're in New York seeing a specialist, seeing some plays. Who knows what I've been telling
0: them. Have you thought of the truth?
1: What? Tell the world you walked down on me for no good reason? I've got an obligation to the stockholders A dumb statement like that And, and boom, down goes our stock What do you want us to do, Father? And you, Ronald Oh, I'm surprised that you You might have had the decency to tell me where you were I was protecting Mother From what? I'm not an ogre, no matter what your mother says I was darn worried about you Yes, both of you I'd, uh I'd like to persuade you to come home Why? I think it's best for you
0: and you, too?
1: Well, of course it's best for me, too. I'm not denying that. Darling, remember... Remember that book I wanted you to read? We bought it. And I got Trevor Maine working on it now. It's a beautiful script. From her illness to her book of sonnets to Wimpole Street London to Robert Browning. I, I can't begin to tell you. It, it's fascinating. It's a great period, great costumes. And that's why I want you to come home and get get well fast.
0: Is that all you want to tell me?
1: What else? What? What do you want me to say?
0: Ten years ago, you wouldn't have had to ask me that question. I think you'd better go now, Ted.
1: What are you talking about? What? Do you, what do you mean about ten years ago? Well,
0: then you might have said, "Come home," because you loved me.
1: You know I love you. Hey, what? What gives here? You get away from that door, Ronald. I'll leave when I'm good and ready. I came to talk to your mother, and I'll go when I'm finished can talk, but I'm not listening. Hey, you come back here, Anna Lee. You're not turning your back on me. Come back into this room. Let go of me, Teddy. You can't force me to be with you if I don't want to. Let go of my mother. You get out of the way. oh! oh. Anna Lee, let go of those banisters. Let go. Oh,
0: stop putting me. you pushing me off
1: this landing. Oh. Daddy, stop. My mother fell down an entire length of stairs. By some miracle Her neck was not broken And she lived But for her It was the most catastrophic accident That could befall anyone Whose face is their fortune On the day they were to remove the bandages Father suddenly showed up He sat in a room next to hers Waiting Terrible Terrible She should never have rented that rickety old house in Frisco. Those old rotten banisters giving way like that. A terrible accident. Is that what you think? Believe me, I would no more harm one hair of your mother's head than shoot myself. Why'd you come to San Francisco that day? Why? Because I wanted you back. Both of you. Why? Because the newspapers were getting nosy? Do you think I want to be sitting here in this hospital while they unwrap her face? Do you think I want to see that? Why not? She has to see it. She has to live with it. Oh, why can't you leave us alone? Look, I, uh... I can't stay anymore. I wanted to see your mother to give her this envelope. She wants a divorce. She can have it. She wants security. In this letter, it's all spelled out. The house, the lodger, big bear, anything else she wants, just name it. You give her this letter. And I just hope and pray someday you'll both understand that every bruise and cut on Anna Lee has hurt me the same way. Oh, just you, Ronald, I thought... Hello, Dr. Sean. I thought Theodore was here, too. My father had to go. How's mother? She's... She's in pretty good shape considering everything but it's a crime, such a crime is there anything left of her face as it was? no, not much that fall, it was they're planning on pretty extensive facial reconstruction oh, if it works can I can I go in now and talk to her? yes, she was asking where you were yes, yes, go on in
0: Oh, Mother, it's all over. I'm going to be as good as new. It could have been so much worse. Dr. Sean told me they're going to... To to reconstruct my face. I know. I'm not so sure I want to be reconstructed. Have you heard from your father?
1: He was here a long time. We were waiting together to see you. Only then he had to leave... He gave me a letter for you.
0: He did? Why don't you read it to me?
1: Can it wait? It's all about you having the house in Beverly Glen and the place up at big bear. And it's okay for a divorce if you want it. You know, that kind of stuff. Mother. You know something? Something I never felt until now. I wish I was your real son and not just adopted. Oh, that doesn't make any
0: difference. Do you think if you'd been our real son, we could have loved you any more, that we'd feel closer to you?
1: Maybe you wouldn't, but I would. You see, somewhere back inside me, I know it's all his fault, you being here. I don't have any good thoughts about my father, the great Theodore Sampson, who adopted me when I was a child. That kid grew up, Mother, and he hates that man so much for what he did.
0: I hate him. I could kill him. You don't mean that. I do.
1: That's the terrible part. I could kill him. Maybe, maybe if he was my real father, I couldn't feel that way.
0: Can you imagine, Eli, how I felt
1: when Ronald said that to me? Oh, poor kid. You can't really blame
0: him. When you don't understand, it wasn't Ted's fault. I slept and fell down those stairs.
1: So long as you believe that.
0: What are you saying?
1: Annalie? I can't lie to you. I know that Theodore was responsible. I don't care what you say. All that nonsense about the banisters giving way. I can't forgive him either, Annalie.
0: Please believe me, Eli, it was an accident. Ted would not have had this happen to me for anything in the world.
1: <laughs> I remember once years ago you're saying you wondered what would happen to your life if you'd never enter that beauty contest and become a star.
0: Did I say that?
1: You wanted to know how would your life have turned out, and I said to you, if it were up to me, you might have become a doctor's wife.
0: I've always known how you felt about me, Eli, and you were always where I needed you when Ronald was sick. You even helped us with the adoption.
1: I'll always be here, (laughs) Annalee. Morning, Mr. Sampson. Morning, Bertie. How did the preview go at Pasadena last night? Well, the only bad rap we had on the preview cards was about Marcy. It just makes me weep when I think how magnificent Anna Lee would have been in that part. Oh, I... I got the call from her attorney. The divorce decree went through. They're sending you a copy. <sighs> ho, ho, ho. I'm sorry, Mr. Sampson. This is that time of year we used to either see her family in Beaver Falls or the three of us who go up to Big Bear and pray for snow. I'm going to miss that place, Bertie. Well, why don't you go on up? Oh, yeah, sure. And hang the divorce decree right next to my Christmas yes, stocking. No, I mean it, Mr. Sampson. Do you think my wife, my ex-wife, could be persuaded? Well, why don't you ask her? What have you got to lose? May- maybe you could put out a feeler. Maybe call the boy. Get his reaction. Will do. Christmas spirit. Goodwill to all men. <laughs> That's got to include divorced men, too. Don't turn away from me like that.
0: I know what you're saying to yourself. She's useless. Cripple. She's ruined our marriage. I wish I could forget her. Well, I can still be useful. I can still inspire youngsters where I teach to be honorable and speak the truth. And I'll go on fighting for them until the day I can't open my eyes.
1: Cut. Quimp that. That's a take. Wrap it up. Oh, Emily, that was tremendous. When you're playing these character ladies, you are great. A more powerful actress than you ever were. Coming
0: from you, that's the nicest Christmas present I could have been given.
1: Why not, Mother? Just for Christmas, let's ask Father to join us at the Big Bear. You know what they say. Goodwill to all men.
0: Mm, It's peace on earth to men of goodwill, not the other way around.
1: So what you're really saying is no.
0: I haven't made up my mind yet. How did you hear your father might like to spend a few days of it, Big Bear?
1: Bertie called me. Ah, Bertie.
0: <laughs> he's the one who said goodwill to all men, isn't he? I guess he did, but uh, he meant it. He always means it. He's taken a lot from Ted, but he's loyal in spite of it all. Why is that? The year we adopted you, darling, Ted went on a hunting trip and Bertie was his guide. And accidentally, Ted shot Bertie. It it was a dumb thing. But Bertie's foot never got better. That's why he limps. Oh, it was all hushed up. And then when Ted formed his own company, he made Bertie his executive assistant.
1: What about Dad, Mother? Can he come?
0: I'd rather not. Not this Christmas, anyway. I'm trying to make my life again without him, don't you see? Oh, Mother,
1: please. I
0: thought you wanted to kill him. It's
1: Christmas. Give him a break Okay
0: Call Bertie Or or call your father directly Tell him to meet us
1: up at the lodge
0: (laughs) We might even have snow And I'll do the cooking for you two guys Just the way I used to every other year
1: Now I know what Dr. Sean meant about you Oh,
0: Eli talks entirely too much What was it this time? Your mother's very
1: beautiful, he said No accident can rob her of that Eli's an old sweetheart.
0: He's always had a soft spot for me, as I have had for him. I guess because we both came from small towns. You go along now, son. Call whoever you have to call. Make all the arrangements.
1: You bet. I'll do it right now.
0: I just hope having him up at the lodge. I just hope I'm not making a mistake, that's all.
1: second thoughts, are they indeed an omen to be heeded, or are they fears to be disregarded? Forebodings, forewarnings, premonitions, presentiments, how do we get them? And what if we are warned too late? I'll be back shortly with Act Three. It's a few days before Christmas. A top movie executive, his divorced wife, once the reigning beauty of the screen, and their adopted 18-year-old son are to spend the holidays together in the California mountains. It's the time of year for celebration. Also the time Ted Sampson has his annual medical checkup. Eli, no. No. How is it possible when you check me over every year? It is possible, Theodore. But well, how, how can it happen? How did it begin? These things develop within the human system for no discernible reason. Medicine is still in the darkest to the causes of carcinomas. I can't believe it. Okay, what can be done? How soon can I start radiation therapy? Theodore, it's beyond that. But we can start you on chemotherapy... And we should immediately Why not radiation? It's effective when the area is localized Yours is spread quite widely Oh, my Lord Oh This is the toughest thing I've ever come up against It is for everyone But I know you, you're a fighter You've never liked me, have you, Eli? I, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy As a doctor, I'll do everything I can for you You know that Eli? Yes? Why does it always happen to the good guys? Goodbye. <sighs> Not always to the good guys. The nice part about Big Bear is that it resembles the state of Maine. Pine trees, blue lakes, wild birds and animals. Mother and I got there with surprise on the 22nd. The next day, father arrived... And suddenly it felt like the old Christmases together before the divorce. Except that he was a heck of a lot nicer to mother than I ever remembered him. Annalee, your culinary hand has never lost its touch. That was one great spread. I can't eat another thing.
0: I know, until
1: breakfast time. Oh, everybody, look outside. It's starting to snow.
0: Oh, it's beautiful. Ronald? What's that?
1: Where?
0: There's a man standing out there, see
1: him? Let me look. Yeah, you're right, Emily. I'm gonna open the door and ask him what he's up to. Hey, you! What are you doing out there? This is all private property around here. Hey! Hey, what do you know? He's gone. Can't understand it. Is he lost? Why didn't he show his face? He had a scarf wrapped around it. I know he saw me before he took off. Teddy... What?
0: Look out this window. There, standing next to that big pine tree. I I think it's the same man. He,
1: He's holding a gun. Let me open this window. Hey, you! Didn't you hear me? This is private property. What do you want? Get everybody! Everybody down on the floor! The man's crazy. He's shooting every glass pane out of the window. He's not there anymore. He's gone. Did you get a good look at him, Ron? He's so bundled up, I... I couldn't see. Did anybody? You and Ellie. I just noticed one thing. When he ran off, he
0: had a limp. Sean
1: speaking. Dr. Eli. Yes, who's this? I've been trying to get you for hours. This is Ronald Sampson. Uh, What's the problem? Dr. Sean, do you think you can get up here to the lodge at Big Bear? I've been trying you all night. Father's up here and... What? Theodore's with you and Lee. We invited him for Christmas and New Year's. Oh, I wish I'd known. I don't like the idea of your mother and you alone with that man. Doctor, the reason I'm calling is... There's been some mysterious shooting last night. Like someone's using the lodge uh, or us for target practice. did you call the police? I did, but there's no answer. I'll get up there as soon as I can. Mother doesn't feel safe. She asked me to call you. She says you're, the, you're the only one she can trust. It'll take me about two hours, but I'll be there. Bertie, I'm up at the lodge, but uh, can you give me figures on how we did last week? Uh huh. Yeah, I'm writing it down. Eli,
0: oh, Emily, come right in, stranger. <laughs> Donald, tell me you're on your way. Yeah. Ted, look who's here, Eli.
1: Oh, uh, Bertie, hold those figures, will you? I'll call you back. Yeah, hello, Theodore. Glad to see you, Eli. In fact, I was thinking of calling you. I'm
0: sure you haven't had lunch. I'll make you a sandwich and coffee. How are the roads coming up?
1: Oh, not too bad. Uh, but, uh, looks like the start of a young blizzard. Well, where's Ronald? He
0: went out to check the roads.
1: He also went out to see if he could find some footprints. Had a nasty experience last night. I'll tell you about it.
0: What'll it be, Eli? Chicken salad or
1: roast beef? Well, roast beef on rice. Right, you've got it.
0: Gotcha. And a cup of black coffee. Coming
1: up. Eli, will you take my pulse? My heart feels like it's racing. Well, what is it, Theodore? Last night I had these terrible pains in my stomach. Oh, well, could be the old ulcer acting up again. It couldn't be the uh, the other thing already, could it? What you told me in the office? Anything's possible, Theodore. It could also be psychosomatic My emotions don't control my body I think there was something in what I ate last night uh, I don't get the drift I think I was I was poisoned, I'm I'm sure of it I get these waves of nausea all last night And now it's starting all over again but I'll tell you what You go into the bedroom and lie down I'll be in in a few minutes and take your temperature and we'll see Okay, I will Here's
0: your lunch, Eli Simple but from the heart What's wrong with Ted? He looks so pale.
1: Oh, this sandwich looks great. Thanks, Anna Lee. Why, I I told him to queen and lie down. Could be anything. I
0: just can't thank you enough for breaking into your Christmas holidays to come up here, Eli. I was suddenly... Very frightened
1: My dear girl, I'd rather spend Christmas under the same roof with you than anywhere else
0: Spoken like a true mooching bachelor
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hear from Jocko Malley The rushes are simply tremendous in that picture he's shooting
0: Jocko mm-hmm. likes character women
1: Well, he says you've made a lead out of the part Anna a lead to think how uh, you've made a career out of
0: the... Out of The face I've got now I've come to terms with not being a raving beauty anymore.
1: Well, you are to me. You're
0: still blaming Ted, aren't you?
1: Let's not talk about him.
0: Don't you think he's been punished enough?
1: Do I? Somebody up there may not think so. I didn't see Dr. Sean arrive at the lodge. Mostly because the snow was coming down in a curtain around me. I was glad I'd worn snowshoes. And I was starting back when... Hey, hey, up there. Can I give you a hand? Uh, hey, What you doing out here, young fella? See you're caught in a snowdrift. Can I give you a hand? Put her in first, and I'll try to rock her free. That should do it. You got chains? Uh, what I need is cleats. No, no, I've had it. I'm leaving the car here. Uh, you live far? No, no. I'll show you the way. What's your name, young fella? Ronald Sampson. Oh, you're the Sampson boy, sure. I'm Dave Perkins. I'm the coroner and the sheriff and the whole blame shooting match. Let's go. Okay, kid. Mush. Okay, you want me to carry that bag of yours, Mr. Perkins? My snowshoes give me better balance. No, no, I never let it out of my hands. It's a coroner's kit. A portable laboratory. What were you doing out here? Somebody reported a man taking pot shots with a rifle. I was looking for him. That night at the lodge, I got a good fire going and Mother made us a family favorite, campfire stew. The main ingredients being hamburger, onions, and vegetable soup. All of us, except Dad, dug in for seconds and thirds. He didn't eat much. Said he wasn't feeling well and went back to bed. Afterwards... We all sat
0: around the fire. You're sure there's nothing very wrong with Ted, Eli?
1: No, it's hard to tell. Could have eaten something that disagrees with him. For now, he should stay off his feet and eat lightly. Help! Huh? Help me! Eli! Come
0: here, quick! Eli, you took so long in there. What's the matter with Ted? Will he be all right?
1: He was right, and I was wrong. I think he has swallowed poison. Poison? I'm reasonably sure about it. I've induced disgorgement and hope he'll rid himself entirely of the substance. Uh, May I use your telephone, ma'am? Of course. The one on that table is the closest. Uh, See if I can raise someone at headquarters and get an ambulance out here.
0: Eli? Eli? I don't understand. It couldn't be something wrong with the food. We all ate the same thing.
1: I'll be watching him closely the next 24 hours, checking his temperature, monitor his pulse. Oh, uh, Mr. Perkins, did you get through to headquarters? No, I couldn't. The telephone's dead.
0: Good morning, everyone. Just gaze outside that window. We're in the middle of a sea of snow.
1: Morning. Boy, am I hungry.
0: Coffee's on. I'll have eggs and toast ready in a few minutes. How's Ted today, Eli?
1: Yeah, seems to be improving. Pulse okay. Temperature just a degree above normal. I'm hoping whatever it was is passed out of his system.
0: I've just made tea and toast for him. That wouldn't hurt Ted, would it?
1: Uh, I'd say it's all right. But I see Dave Perkins shaking his head. What is it, Dave? Oh, uh, ma'am, if you'll excuse me, could I uh, take a look at that tea and toast?
0: Do you think I've put poison in it?
1: I'm not saying, ma'am, but if you don't mind, I'll take out my little portable lab and we'll have a look-see.
0: Well, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. Eli!
1: You no, know, we have to take precautions. Mr. Perkins is right. Some of the foodstuffs could have been adulterated before you bought them. Well, I'll take my chances, Mother. You put the eggs and toast on the table and watch me make them disappear. (laughs) I feel exactly as you do, Ronald. But your father's reacting degeneratively to some substance, and we want to find out what. What followed was a nightmare. Dr. Sean brought the tea and toast into father's room came back and we all sat down to breakfast a minute later there was a noise like someone had fallen out of bed by the time the doctor rushed in there it was all over the next day the snowplow came through and we all had to follow Dave Perkins to police headquarters all that day we waited and the next then Bertie limped in
0: Bertie what are you doing here?
1: Well, the police asked me to join you. Uh, sorry about Ted, Annabelle. Is that so? He was poisoned? Oh, hi, Ronald. Uh, where, Where is that coroner who's been doing all the investigating? That's him. Just walked in the door. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have asked everyone who was under suspicion in the death of Theodore Sampson to be here. Well... All under suspicion? Well, now, that's hardly possible, Dave. Are you certain Mr. Sampson did not die of natural causes? We have identified a poison, and also how it was administered. You mind if I snap these handcuffs on you, uh, Doctor?
0: You're arresting, Eli? why? What for?
1: For the death of Theodore Sampson. You see, on each occasion, Dr. Sean took Mr. Sampson's temperature... The tip of the thermometer used had been immersed in a toxic substance. The evidence showed up in my tests. Now, if you would care to make a full confession, doctor, let me first acquaint you with your rights under the law. And may I acquaint you, Mr. Perkins, with the fact that Theodore Sampson was suffering from a terminal carcinoma. I'm sorry, Annalee, that you had to learn it this way. I didn't know. I would advise you, Mr. Perkins, before presenting your case to the local district attorney, to have a more exhausting autopsy performed to discover the actual and true cause of death. Are you denying your actions, Dr. Sean? I'm saying nothing at this time. I do not wish to deny my intense hatred of Mr. Sampson, who's always ridden roughshod over anyone who would challenge his authority, as yes, even his wife. This was a beautiful lady once. The man did not deserve to live. But I suggest to you what and who was the instrument of his death will take more than a country coroner with a black-bag laboratory to determine. I wish you luck, Mr. Perkins.
0: Oh, Eli... Eli, my poor
1: Eli. My lovely Annabelle. Can you ever find it in your heart to forgive me? When a man takes the law into his own hands, he had better be certain the law is on his side. For should any murder go unpunished... Something is taken away from the security of every man's life. I shall rejoin you shortly. The Mystery Theater often delves into what motivates man to crime, and more than often comes up against a wall of the unexplainable when passions are involved. Hate can be a cause of murder... But on the other hand, so can love. What does this tell us? Only that the mind of man is as mysterious today as it ever was. Our cast included Marion Seldes, Michael Tolan, Christopher Tabori, and Ray Owens. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale.
0: Were you afraid to know who it is? Doing this crazy thing? Uh, maybe. I know I was. I mean, I was afraid of... of confronting him with what he was doing.
1: Or what she was doing.
0: You thought it would be me.
1: Well, didn't you think it might be me?
0: Well, yes.
1: Or worse. What could be worse?
0: A ghost. Bernice. Yes.
1: No, oh, that's ridiculous. Yes, I know, but... uh, why don't you go and ask some of some flour? Yeah, well, we'll do what you said. We'll spread it all over the mantelpiece.
0: All right. Ghosts don't leave any
1: fingerprints, do they? Mrs. E. G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant. Three